There's quite a lot of vision boarding going on on Instagram, I've noticed as well. I don't really vibe with vision boards. Do you know my problem with vision boards is um, they're quite capitalist. (laughs) (laughs) In what sense? Like, because you put stuff that you want and because it has to be visual, it often has to be like... Pictures of skinny girls. Pictures of actual things like in Bali or like a car or like... Do you know what I mean? Like... I guess I could put a picture of like us three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you know, like, because you have yeah. to visualize it. Um, and I get that a lot of people are like, it's good to know what you want and go for goals. But like, the older I get, the less I care about that kind of stuff. The tools we use to work have changed drastically, but how we work hasn't. In this podcast, we explore how we can make work, work better for us. We're your hosts, me, Anna Codrerado. And me, Tiffany Philippou. In season two, we'll be exploring new issues related to our working lives, including resilience, boundaries, goals, and motivation. We will be telling more stories from the front lines of modern work, and we have some exciting guests joining us along the way. This isn't about the future of work. This is about what's happening in work right now. Happy New Year, Tiffany. Happy New Year. Um, We are recording this on a Sunday, which is actually unusual for us, but... How are you feeling about tomorrow? We're back to work, back to school. The big back to work day. Um, yeah, I definitely didn't do that Thursday, Friday thing, which other people did. Again, going back. Oh, what, what working last Thursday and Friday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you? I worked a bit on Friday. Yeah. But, I mean, also, obviously, for both of us, there is, it's obviously a little bit different because we're not actually going anywhere we're not actually going into an office that being said on friday i did go to the library and i signed up for a library card because i want to start working out of my local library next year or this year nice but yeah i guess so tomorrow's the big day back i've not really done anything since the 20th of december (laughs) (laughs) um it's quite funny like on twitter all these freelancers talk about how hard they find it to not work and take time off i find it quite easy um (laughs) and i uh um I had a big deadline on the 20th so I was working really intensely and then I just stopped and just completely forgot about work for a while so obviously I do love what I do and it's fun to be back I mean maybe this is being back at work though yeah I was thinking that I mean we are technically back at work but I don't it's not the same so tomorrow I'm gonna have to wake up and think about actual work whereas today it was like oh I just need to walk to my friend's house um saying that I don't think I'm on my best I think I still got a bit of holiday brain going on but there's definitely like a latent anxiety or like nervousness about returning to your real life because I find this Christmas period so strange well yeah because you just lie around just eating and drinking and watching tv and not having to go anywhere and it's the the other thing the other thing that I find that really distinguishes say the Christmas period from just when you take a big holiday is that everyone else is also doing it and there is an unspoken understanding that everyone has switched off 
Um, and people are, even if you do get emails in the kind of Twixmas period, no one is really that demanding or expecting that you reply to them until um, like tomorrow being the 6th of January and sort of until that kind of established date when everyone sort of, okay, from this point forward, everyone is back at work. Um, so yeah, it's like, it's a really weird thing. And then suddenly you have to snap out of that and go back to work and go back to your real life it's just um it just feels all a bit much to me really yeah and I think also as you say the way everyone's doing it at once so when everyone goes to work today everyone communally will be a bit overwhelmed by it instead of you just being the one person who's coming back from your own holiday so that would be quite weird yeah exactly and there's also that kind of I feel like there's an unspoken like say email amnesty that happens as well when you come back to work where all of those because I, I I personally find that my inbox gets the worst sort of at the end of the year and I think there's that unspoken understanding that okay we now start from from day one and we're all in the same boat yeah I mean how are you going to go about approaching your first Monday back to work well I might approach it how I approach most Mondays which is I actually do a lot of really boring admin-y sort of quite low demanding tasks because I've never liked Mondays really and I find that you always need to kind of ease in so even more so after a really long break that I definitely don't have some massive to-do list of everything that needs to get done tomorrow if anything it's much more about making sure all of my admin is in order and kind of doing a bit of light planning and just figuring out what actually needs to get done sort of next week and the following weeks um also I did kind of do some work on no not kind of I did write a full article on Friday so I sort of already am back to work and already did do a bit of work on Friday but I did it incognito so all I did was write that article I wasn't then trying to like go back on my emails and I didn't actually really even go into my inbox um the idea kind of being that I wanted to take advantage of the fact that some people might not know that I'm back at my desk and I wanted to be able to work in peace and just get that article done um that being said that was quite a plunge into the deep end because taking even just taking a couple of weeks off trying to formulate a sentence and actually write something and commit it to the page or the screen I struggled with that a lot more than I normally do it's funny isn't it because when you work in an office there's that expectation that you'll come back like fully rested raring to go which is just completely unrealistic and I remember really hating Monday morning meetings and being branded as someone who is an inferior human as a result of it but actually it does take a while to like reset from the weekend and retrain the brain into remembering what you're doing but also to be thinking sharply yeah I mean as I said, we've literally spent this whole, most people will have spent their Christmas time and much needed. So of course this is, I, I think it's really needed, but we spent our time pretty much rotting our brains <laughs> um, and, you know, watching bad TV and eating junk food and probably lots of us didn't go and exercise and all that other stuff. So yeah, to expect people to spring out of bed on Monday morning and skip into work, raring to go and sort of at full capacity is just I think it's just really unrealistic and I just think it sets people up to feel really bad and um 
there's that point midway through January where most people start to give up on their goals and people start to feel really down and suddenly everything feels really bleak. And I think a lot of that's to do with the fact that we put too much emphasis on new year, new me, January 1st. I'm, you know, I'm back at it. And all of the problems that I had last year will have miraculously been wiped clean just because we turn from one year to another. It's that blue Monday is like the 3rd January. Um, and I think... Third January of the year is called Blue Monday, and it's the year of the, the day of the year that everybody's most down. And I think exactly you've hit the nail on the head. There's all this expectation that we're supposed to be like turned up, turn up, and raring to go. But the way I'm seeing tomorrow is, if I almost see it as a bridge day, like it's almost a practice day. Like I want to get used to being at home again, opening the laptop. I haven't been to the gym for weeks, and I haven't eaten very well. So even just like um it definitely won't be like a legs day you know to be like do a few arm it's more of a pilates day yeah like as in i'll go to the gym and i won't do that much but it's again it's like and i'll eat try and eat something healthy like and i'll try and do a bit of planning but is that just trying to is that readjusting to that new world and have very very low expectations for what i'll achieve tomorrow and i have every confidence that by say like wednesday thursday i'll be like back into it and like be able to be much more on it I mean, that's the thing is I think people put too much pressure on themselves. And also I think I definitely had this when I worked in offices, there was an expectation that, you know, we'll start scheduling all these big meetings for the first week in January and there's no kind of communal easing in time. And and I never really understood that because everyone is in the same boat. Everyone else is struggling with this sluggishness of the mind. And yet there is no kind of, there's there's no slack given for that um and it's funny isn't it the way there's all that like office culture of like december socializing but if anything in january that's when you need to go for lunch with your teammates or like drinks with your teammates i'd say i think one thing that i always used to really like about what i used to try and do when i would go back to work after the holidays be it like the christmas holidays or be it i just come back from a holiday I'd always try to go for lunch out of the building with a colleague and that was often kind of a nice way to sort of start easing back into it and also kind of building in some actual social contact with your colleagues and also just having someone else to say tell me that I'm not the only one who's finding this really hard and being able to just be in kind of be in it with someone else as well I always found that to be really helpful yeah so basically if you're listening you are not alone (laughs) yeah and like very much take tomorrow as a easing in you know even if you work for a company even if you don't even if you're not self-employed there's no reason why you can't ease yourself into it you know there's a everyone knows that there is a way to coast by doing the bare minimum that they have to do without getting in trouble and that tomorrow is very much a day for everyone to be doing that yeah and i think um as we the point we were making we really enjoy our work but even our even we suffer from so it doesn't necessarily mean you don't enjoy your work I think it's such a universal experience to have to switch the gears of the mind and it is such a challenge whoever you are and whatever your work is that it's to just be accepting that we're all going through it I just think it also it's kind of thinking about the bigger picture here just I do sometimes 
start to get an existential crisis about the fact that if you think about it too deeply, it kind of sucks that we work so hard and then we get to the end of the year and that's when we suddenly have to switch off. And for a lot of people, actually switching off is really hard as well. So you spend the first couple, few days of your holiday struggling to actually relax and struggling to, you know, you have to fight the actual impulse. You have to keep picking up your phone and checking your emails or whatever it is, whatever it is you're trying to do. And, and then, you know, we're all sort of forced into this communal relaxation. And then suddenly, just as you're getting good at it, you're pulled out of it with no, um, with no kind of like way to ease back in and it's just like what are we doing if we just all maybe rebalanced how we actually approached work throughout the rest of the year then it wouldn't feel such like like being plunged into such cold water the the forced into communal relaxation made me laugh because I don't know if you had this actually I think you had some more social plans than me but in December my December's really quiet so I went into sort of Christmas feeling pretty good and I feel like everyone else like I really need to stop but I, this is kind of the point you're making. Like, I didn't really need to like stop, but everyone else was stopping. So I thought I might as well. Um, but it's funny how that happens. Yeah. I mean, I think if we were just able to take breaks in a way that actually work for us throughout the year. And if also people, if people just acknowledge that this is a problem that everyone has, um, it wouldn't be such a big deal. And it actually, I think would also cut down on how long it takes you to warm back up and get back into back into work. Yeah, but I think there's probably a lot of people going to work today who are so worried about it and feeling so down about it. Um, so how do we know whether that's your brain trying to tell you something or when when is it when is it the normal thing that we were just talking about and when is it like you need to think about changing your situation? I think that's a really important point to make because there is obviously a real big difference between feeling stressed about going back to work because you haven't opened your laptop in two weeks and um you're kind of dreading what what is lying what is lying in wait for you versus actually being really really stressed because going back to an office or going back to a work situation or whatever it might be fundamentally fills you with dread because it's not exciting you it doesn't feel like you're fulfilling your potential and all of that kind of stuff um I would say you definitely don't make any rash or quick snap decisions because sluggishness will take a good week to kind of shake off anyway but beyond that I think if things are starting if it you know there's a difference between struggling to like type out an email versus sitting on the train, going into work, thinking you'd rather be anywhere else and just being filled with like this kind of soul crushing dread. Yeah. And I I wonder whether also because of the December whirlwind and then you stop and then you remove yourself, it's quite a good opportunity to think about what you do want from the next year. And if you do want to make a change, what that might look like and I think, as you were saying, if you feel actual dread over, and you feel it beyond, I mean, how long is it? How long is the post-holiday blues? How, how many days do you reckon it lasts? To be honest, I reckon it lasts three days. Yeah, three. It, I feel like three days is the number of days it takes to adjust to something. What, like most? Yeah. Like a change. I don't know, like being on holiday or not being on holiday or like yeah. whatever other adjustments one might need to make. Um, so yeah, I guess like once that period's passed, if you're still feeling actively down, 
And I guess it's important not to get locked into that habit of busyness as well. So you're not really reflecting because I did find that down period a good time to reflect on what I want from 2020. Like it was, I think it's unavoidable to not use that down period. And it was something I thought about quite a lot. So, well, it's, I think it, I think because it's one of those rare times when, when you actually switch off and essentially let your mind just wander and essentially also let yourself get bored. That is a really good fertile ground for you to think about things that have been percolating at the back of your mind but you haven't allowed to come to the forefront until that point um what conclusions have you drawn about what you want to do in 2020 what did you reflect on what did i reflect on um i think for me it's about thinking about how i want to work and how i want to continue to work so essentially i want to keep doing what i'm doing but for it to main be sustainable and what else did I come up? Yeah, I think for me, I want to start pitching and writing a lot more. Um, so I guess this is going to be the year that I do writing full time and see if I can make an actual income from it. Um, so l- this time last year, I was doing consulting for a logistics startup um, at, on PR. So, so, so already my job has changed drastically. So it's whether or not I can really pursue that. Um, so yeah, I guess just thinking about that and then also thinking about, um, I do want, so it is about sustainability and making money, but I'm also okay to not make, you know, spend a bit longer, not making that much money while I adjust. And it's almost like investing in the new world, I guess. I mean, I think that is such a, also ties back to what we were talking about earlier. And it's such a good example of the difference between, just dealing with a bit of sluggishness versus having an actual kind of career crisis because you've concluded that you want to make a really big change and what you're describing is the job you were doing this time last year versus what you want to be doing now those two things look really different and yet you've also said that you know you're you're just finding it a little bit hard just to get into the swing of things but that's not to say you don't want to be doing it. You know exactly what you want to be doing. You're just trying to warm your brain up, basically. Yeah, exactly. And I think the other thing as well I should wanted to add is that I gave myself to the end of last year to sort of give this writing stuff a go. And um, for various reasons um, related to the book I was talking about in the first ever episode of Is This Working? I won't know what's happening with that until February. So I have to kind of extend that deadline and I have to make sure I don't kind of like panic about that and again it's that thing where I think we're in this time of year where everyone's like setting goals and blah 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 but you have to almost be flexible to stuff changing yeah and I think that's something that people can really struggle with because goals can feel very rigid and and you know to a large extent I don't really do all of all do all that much goal setting at the beginning of the year um I'd mainly do my goal setting in April where I start thinking about the goals I want to set but I don't actually set them properly till April because I sort of run my year by the financial calendar because I just find that a lot easier and I often will have some kind of like financial related goal and I just find it a lot easier to set that in April so I actually spend like the first I almost kind of let things kind of pop into my head over the kind of Christmas period and let them just sort of sit there for a bit and then don't don't actually do a proper sit down setting goal exercise until later and um 
because I think it's better to spend time thinking about what you actually want to be doing and what goals you really want to be setting for yourself and trying to achieve rather than just setting a random resolution just because everyone else is doing it and you feel like you should. Did you have any reflections from the downtime that you would like to share? I didn't I so I didn't end up having any big I wouldn't say I had any big kind of revelations sort of work-wise over the Christmas period I think uh, I think what was really helpful is there've been a couple of really small bits that have been really niggling me that I need to do something about and I feel like I got clarity of what I should be doing um on those things um but those are kind of like minor things as you know essentially kind of like I currently have two separate Instagram accounts because I run one as my personal Instagram account and then I run one for my like um freelancer work stuff but I've decided I'm going to just merge them into one so it's like stuff like that like almost like (laughs) not it's not it's not really admin but just work things that have been bugging me I've finally got an answer to Yes, I feel exactly the same way about that down period. And I really want to make sure that I don't forget those thoughts. But now we've done our reflection. Can you help me with some practical tips on how to get back into the swing of things? Definitely. Love me some practical tips. Uh, I think a really good one that I read about is micro progress. So we've all heard about breaking big projects down into sort of smaller tasks, but this concept is actually breaking down fairly small tasks into even tinier ones. So if you're really, really struggling to do something like, let's say for example, you have to email a client or email your boss a report or something, break that down into open a new email window, type the recipient's name, type the subject line, just break everything down into its kind of most minute um, checkpoint. And the, the, the thinking behind this is actually that some studies have found that when you think, when you have small goals that you can kind of hit one by one, you're getting a little dopamine hit. So it's actually helping you move things along and it's actually encouraging you to keep going and it's it's stuff we've kind of talked about before on the motivation episode but actually starting is the best way to actually get motivated and you need action to usher in the motivation so that's one that's one tip that I think is really really helpful um and then also I touched on this earlier but I think it's a really good idea to make a lunch date with your work wife or husband um or work buddy whoever it might be and try and actually go out of the office and go for lunch and um have that because then that sort of anchors your day and you have something to look forward to when you actually get in the office and then once you've had the lunch you go back to the office and actually there's only a couple of hours left until you have until you can go home so I always find that's a really good one to do um just gives you something nice to have in your day rather than just sort of just thinking about it as oh god it's the first day back at work so for those people whose new year's resolution was to bring a pet lunch to the office you can just <laughs> put that in the fridge and have that tomorrow because i think it's sort of like being kind to yourself isn't it like accepting that this day is going to be rough and to do whatever it takes to make it more enjoyable like i feel like you can wait till tomorrow to do the more pious stuff <laughs> yeah exactly I mean I think being kind to yourself is a really key one that 
you like you there's not really that much you can do just to snap out of it I mean like you know as we've said even even something like this podcast which we obviously love doing in in the grand scheme of things I wouldn't say it's necessarily easy to make the podcast but even even that even this has been difficult to kind of like get our brains in gear which I'm sure all of you can hear um but um everyone is going through this so just be kind to yourself and like I said the Monday back after the the holidays is is very much a free pass for everyone just to coast by doing the absolute bare minimum without that doesn't get them in trouble yeah as I was saying about my own day if I manage to vaguely resemble a sort of working day then I feel like that's an achievement and you know what you were saying at the beginning of the practical tips about writing tasks down I start every morning by writing tasks down but I include really banal stuff like what I'm going to eat and also um like putting the wash on so I can like cross off things it feels like I'm making progress even if that progress is like super small well I, I think the key though is to to put the tasks put those small tasks on that you know you will get done because I think if you write a really long to-do list of everything that you need to do or you think you need to do but is an unmanageable workload then when you get to the end of the day and you haven't been able to tick those things off you're only going to feel really bad about yourself but if you fill your to-do list up with get myself to work on time um have breakfast and at, you know actual things that you are capable of quite easily doing then at the end of the day you're going to have a to-do list with everything ticked off and you're going to feel feel much better about yourself yeah so ease yourself in be kind to yourself take lots of breaks also catch up with your colleagues yeah I mean I would say that um there are a few times that I miss being in an office but actually because the reality for us is I mean at least for me because I even spent Christmas at home I've just uh I work at home I had Christmas at home and then I just start working again at home you know there's no I'm not changing my environment I'm not going and catching up with colleagues or anything like that so that I that I kind of really miss around this sort of this time of year I actually wonder whether other freelancers will feel this but because I've been sitting in my flat so much kind of like watching you on Netflix back to back or whatever to readjust to this is my work environment I think will be quite hard Mm. yeah I mean I um I guess maybe on some level that's why I ended up going and signing up for a library card the other day because I actually think I do need a change of scene at least if nothing else just to kind of help me ease back into the concept of work and then I can retreat back into my home to do to do my work. Yeah I think that's a good idea yeah so I'll go maybe I'll go out. Um, Support your local library so it's a, it's a much better and cheaper co-working space than some of the other ones out there. <laughs> so true i also joined the british library which is a lovely one too mm, yes um and so then there you go our holiday brains have taken us down a slight um <laughs> should get back to the well i think the last point is also that something we touched on earlier which is that if the back to work blues aren't going away especially after a week then you need to think about whether this is actually a sign that something else is going on and maybe you need a bigger change or maybe you're unhappy about some aspect of your work or your career um and it might be kind of as extreme as it's time to look for a new job or it might be that you just need to have a conversation with your boss about how your role can change or whatever it might be but if the back to work blues aren't going away i think after about a week or so then you need to be you need to have a word with yourself Sounds good. Should we end 
by talking about how we're feeling about 2020? Yeah, I mean, I'm feeling really positive about 2020. I'm excited for the year ahead, but I'm also trying to keep my head firmly on my shoulders and remind myself that the beginning of the new year doesn't have to be this high pressure thing to completely change myself and that actually I'm pretty happy with how things are anyway. So the goal really is just to do things that are sustainable both in work and personal life and just kind of build slowly and gently rather than try to bring about any drastic overnight change. Sounds great. I want your 2020. What's yours going to be about? <laughs> Pretty similar. <laughs> um, I, I, I am excited to get into it. I think 2020, I think I've had so much transition last year and I think this year I'll see some of the fruits of that transition in personal and work. 2020 is the year that the trees grow from the seeds you planted last year. Exactly. And I like trees. <laughs> Um, well good luck to everyone who is going back to work today and wishing you all a productive start to the year yes good luck we're with you and speak next week bye